Welcome to the Nourishing Amy podcast. I'm Amy Rankin. I am an emotional intelligence and life coach, a speaker, a creator, and a wellness chaser. I have created this podcast for you to learn habits, mindset changes, and get really actionable takeaways to find out who you are, what lights you up, how you can love yourself again, and how to live your best life. Give yourself the space to welcome in more self-care and confidence, reduce feelings like overwhelm and stress, and let's find your sparkle again. Are you ready? Let's do it. Welcome to episode 72 of the Nourishing Amy podcast. Now I do have to let you know I've got Ollie in the background with me today. I'm trying to get him to go to sleep. So I do apologize if the white noise is a little distracting if you can hear it in the background. But his eyes are starting to close which is a massive win. So I'm really going to try and get this episode done before he wakes up again. Today I want to be talking to you about a big feeling that a lot of us experience it's anxiety. And the reason that anxiety comes up in this episode is because it's a flow on effect from this cognitive distortion or thinking pattern. So we're going to be discussing anxiety and catastrophizing. So if you have ever experienced anxiety, there's a good chance that you have run this certain thinking pattern. And what we're going to be looking at and talking about today is catastrophizing, or it can also be called magnifying. Now, again, as with the previous episodes that I've had, this is one of the biggest thinking patterns or cognitive distortions in CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy, purely because so many clients that we see deal with feeling anxious on quite a regular basis. So for me personally, feeling anxious wasn't something that I had felt really regularly or a lot of in my life, really up until I had had Ollie. I had moments and times in my life where it would come up. Um, But honestly, within the last three months, it's just been crazy. The amount of anxious thoughts and feeling anxious um, that has been coming up for me, which I have heard is very common. And so a lot of this catastrophizing and magnifying really resonates with me a lot recently. So I hope that there's something in here that can resonate with you as well. But before we jump into this week's episode, I want to give you this week's recommendation. Now, the recommendation today is another podcast and it's called The Quickie. So it's one of Mamma Mia's podcasts and it's a daily podcast. They go for probably about 15 or 20 minutes every day and it gets you up to speed on the top stories for the day. And then it also deep dives on one topic that we kind of want to get to know more about. So they say it's the easiest and most enjoyable way to get across the news every day. The reason that I really like the quickie is because I don't actually really like to watch the news. I find it a bit depressing if I'm honest. And I also find that they don't cover all of the news stories that I want to be hearing about as well. And I kind of switch off. So the reason that I like the quickie is because they do a really quick, like few minutes, um, like deep dive into the recent news stories and the headlines. And then they will talk about a specific topic and do a big deep dive into that. Um, And it's really great. Like some of the 
recent topics that they've had, um, you know, all about the pandemic. Um, I'm just trying to have a little bit of a look for you. Um, what it's really like to be Australian of the year is the dark web only for criminals. That one sounds really interesting, actually. I might listen to that one this afternoon. Um, but they've always got a really good deep dive into something that's kind of been in the news recently. It's very informative. It's a really good way to kind of just catch up with what's been going on in the news without feeling like you've got to sit down for an hour every night and watch the news on the television. So go and listen to the Quickie podcast if you feel like you want to be keeping up to date quickly, which I guess is why they call it the Quickie, about what's been going on in the world. Okay, let's jump into this week's cognitive distortion. We are talking about catastrophizing or magnifying situations. So you'll probably already be familiar with this and nodding your head if you resonate with the idea of thinking about the worst case scenario and consequently from those thoughts or worries, then the feeling of anxiety or as I like to say, feeling anxious can come from there. So when we're looking at anxiety, I have spoken about this briefly on the podcast before, but rather than giving yourself the label, I am anxious or I have anxiety. I want you to start to try and reframe that because we can make it feel a little less all-consuming when we look at taking away the labels that we give ourselves and purely just frame it as a moment in time. So as an example, instead of I'm anxious or my anxiety is really bad today, we can reframe that to I feel anxious today. It's not taking away the fact that anxiety is a feeling that you experience and it can be a very all-consuming feeling when you are experiencing it. But by reframing it in that I feel anxious, it means that it is purely and simply just like any other feeling. And when we recognize it as a feeling, we are more able to do our best to move through it quicker rather than sitting in the anxiety or the feeling of feeling anxious for days, weeks, months, sometimes years at a time. Now, this is obviously a very blanket statement. This is not going to be the case for everybody. There are people that are actually diagnosed with anxiety disorder. And so obviously that doesn't necessarily apply to them. But by utilizing modalities such as CBT, such as NLP, such as positive psychology and the different modalities that I use with my clients, I have actually been able to work with some of my clients to reduce and totally come off their medication that they have been using as well. So it's it's definitely a very interesting topic and something that, I mean, this is really a whole nother podcast episode in itself, but I just wanted to touch on that before I dive into all of this, because I think that that could be an interesting takeaway for you as well, especially if you're noticing that catastrophizing or magnifying is something that can come up for you. If we can start to work with that reframe of like, okay, I'm catastrophizing or I'm magnifying and it's, I am now feeling anxious or I'm feeling the feeling of anxiety, then we're taking that label away, that ownership away that we own the anxiety and we can start to try to move through it a little quicker. So 
The three previous episodes that we have been talking about have really been based on what those specific cognitive biases are. So what is black and white thinking? What is generalizing and that those type of things? But What we were doing in the previous episodes was really looking at them from a holistic point of view of how it can affect a lot of different areas of your life. So we touched on things like relationships, career, self-esteem, body image, all that kind of stuff. This week's episode is really the first one that we're going to get really specific with the potential for catastrophizing to have a very negative impact on the way that you feel. So whereas we were looking at them previously as like I said, holistic in the different areas that they affect your life as a whole. This one, I really want to touch on how it can impact the way that you feel because anxiety and depression are very big feelings to be working through. The reason that this one is so important to me as a coach to be able to teach to my clients, to be able to recognize is because at the end of the day, if you don't feel good, you're not going to have a good day, right? And anxiety or feeling anxious is one of the most common feelings I work with my clients to become aware of and to overcome. Basically, everything in life is based on how we feel. All of our decisions are based on how we want to feel and why we want to feel that way. So the reason that this one is so important to me is because if we can catch out catastrophizing, then we can really quickly move through such a big feeling like anxiety if the cause of that anxiety is catastrophizing or magnifying. Of course, there can be a lot of other different um, scenarios that feeling anxious comes up for you, but this is a big one. Now, let's have a look at where this first came from. So psychologist Albert Ellis first came up with the term and explained it as an irrationally negative forecast of future events. So I'm going to say that one again for you. The psychologist Albert Ellis first came up with this term and he explained it as an irrationally negative forecast of future events. The reason that this can be so life-changing to overcome is that someone who does catastrophizing is essentially worrying about things before they've happened. But who is to say that those things are ever going to happen? So in turn, then we need to think about how much time we are potentially wasting worrying about things that could never actually eventuate. Another downside of catastrophizing is that it can cause people to steer away from making decisions or taking risks because they're worried about all of the potential negative outcomes. Things like applying for a new job, traveling, finding a new relationship. If we're going to be consistently worrying about and thinking about the things that could go wrong and really living in that future tense, then we're taking ourselves away from being in the present and we can be stopping ourselves from making some of those really big decisions in our lives that could end up being some of the best things that have happened in our lives, but we kind of steal those opportunities away from ourselves. Let's have a look at some more specific examples to get a bit of an idea of what catastrophizing actually is and how you might notice it coming up in your life. So, I know we used a similar example to this first one last week. So say you're doing a presentation or you've got a meeting coming up at work, you're automatically expecting that presentation or meeting at work to go badly and running through those worst case scenarios in your mind. So we're catastrophizing or magnifying what could go wrong. 
We can also look at a romantic relationship ending and then feeling like you're never going to find love again. So we're really jumping to that extreme end of the spectrum there. We could be looking at breaking your healthy eating with some fast food or takeaway, maybe some chocolate or some cookies, and then feeling like a failure. But the flow on effect from that is then potentially thinking that I'm going to be overweight, I'm going to be unhealthy forever, I can't do this. So again, we're looking at that real extreme end of the spectrum instead of just viewing the situation for what it is. Okay, yeah, I just got fast food or takeaway, or I just had half a block of chocolate it doesn't mean that I am a failure it doesn't mean that I am fully completely and totally unhealthy I just made one unhealthy decision Uh, we can look at things like going into a boat like going on a boat or going on an airplane and feeling like it's dangerous but then the extreme end of that could be that um, the boat or the plane is going to crash maybe everyone's going to die you know we're really looking at magnifying a situation before it has even happened Maybe you have had a car accident and then you're not wanting to drive again because it could happen again and you feel like I'm a really bad driver. We can look at people that have a fear of going swimming at the beach and being afraid of getting attacked by a shark. Who's to say that that is actually ever going to happen? But when we're catastrophizing or magnifying, it feels like a very real fear that we have. Now, catastrophizing and magnifying is also really common in children. So if you have children or you've got friends that have had kids and you notice that they have um, been like this before, you might notice that they are scared of the dark. They might be scared of going to sleep. They might be scared of going swimming or the waves at the beach. So when we have these really big feelings in children, they're catastrophizing and magnifying and worrying about and really that comes out out as fear and they're quite scared of the potential things that could go wrong. We also can have a look at some personal ones for me because like I said, I've noticed that this has been really coming up a lot for me recently, being a new mum. Um, some of the biggest things that I have noticed that's quite regular is things like I'll be going for a walk and like getting Ollie ready to go for a walk with the pram and my mind is on overdrive like what happens if I'm walking around that corner and I get hit by a car or you know something really bad happens I might have Ollie in his bouncer chair and I'm really worried that he's going to fall out and I've got him on the floor in the shower um, in the bathroom while I'm having a shower and I'm consistently constantly checking to make sure he's okay because I'm so worried that he's going to fall out of his bouncer even though he's strapped in and perfectly safe. Um, Things like hearing a noise at home and thinking, oh my gosh, someone's breaking in, like what's happening, what's going on. Uh, Worrying about falling over while I'm carrying Ollie and something really bad happening to him. These are just some really simple examples of catastrophizing or magnifying that I personally have noticed for me coming up in the last few months. Um, And you know, like I said, it's really that worry about like the worst case scenario. And these are, like I said, things that could potentially not even happen. So yeah, maybe they might happen, but they also might not. Now, I think it's also important to note, these are very common with mums. And the reason why, or actually I'll stop there and say parents, because it could be anybody, not just mums, really common in parents because our protection instinct kicks in when we have children. And 
we want to do everything in our power to protect this new human that's in our life. Our senses are all on high alert. It's actually been proven that parents, especially and particularly mums, um, are on very high alert. We have very high levels of cortisol and adrenaline and our senses are really heightened. So we're really listening out for things that could be potential danger. We really are looking at going back to that kind of caveman sense of, you know, when it's dark, we go and retreat back into our cave and we want to keep ourselves in our tribe safe. And when we feel like we're not safe or we're not in our cave or something could potentially be happening, we're really listening hard for something that could be happening where our sense of smell gets heightened. Um, we're really trying to be quiet so we can hear everything that's going on around us. We've got that cortisol and adrenaline happening so that we can easily go into that fight or flight mode, but that's not always going to serve us well. So people that really notice that they run the distortion or the thinking pattern of catastrophizing or magnifying might notice that they do feel when they are on that high alert, that that sense of that like adrenaline and cortisol and like that fight or flight mode is really there and ready to go. So I hope that that helps you to understand catastrophizing and magnifying, basically to really break it down in its absolute simplest form. We are making a mountain out of a molehill. We are looking at the worst possible scenario, but feeling quite fearful or anxious that that is a real possibility of happening. And we really start to buy into that. What I also want to look at though, is how we can actually move through this, because this is going to be really important and potentially life-changing for you. If you notice that feeling anxious is something that comes up for you as a result of catastrophizing or magnifying. So the first thing that I want you to give a go is to reframe. And I'm going to give you a few examples so that you can maybe grab a pen and paper and think about some of the reframes that you could do with some of the magnifying or catastrophizing thinking that you have been doing recently. So our catastrophizing thoughts can be related to real life situations. So it's not questioning that the situations themselves aren't a possibility or that they're not true, but it's rather decatastrophizing, I don't actually even know if that's a word, decatastrophizing them or making them feel a little smaller or not so significant, recognizing that, okay, this isn't fully my truth. This hasn't happened yet. It may not actually happen yet. So let me give you an example. Let's say, for example, you got 80% in an exam and you really wanted to get 100%. You were really confident in yourself that you were going to get that 100%. Because you didn't get 100%, you feel now you feel like I failed, I'm a failure, I should have done better, I'm going to fail this whole subject. What we can do is start to look at turning that into a reframe. So, okay, I got 80% in this test. That's 80% better than 0%. Next test, I'm really going to work on trying to get 85% or 90%. So you can see how that just feels a little bit lighter and it takes some of the pressure off. It's not taking away from the reality of the situation. Yeah, you did get 80% and okay, maybe you feel a bit disappointed. You really wanted to get 100%. But instead of feeling like you're going to fail the whole subject and personally victimizing yourself and feeling like you as a person are a failure, we can reframe so that it takes that pressure off that yes, this is the reality, but we can also 
not be so hard on ourselves at the same time. Let's look at another example. So we could be realizing that we've stumbled over a few words in a work meeting or a presentation, um, but that doesn't mean that it's the end of the world. It doesn't mean that you failed or that you're terrible at public speaking. So what we can do is reframe that, that actually, you know what, that wasn't that bad. I'm really the only one that's overlooking, that's really looking into this. No one really actually paid that much attention to it. And it's really only me that's worrying about it. I was able to get my point across. Everybody knew what I was talking about. And it actually ended up being quite a successful meeting overall because we met this outcome or this outcome or we had this conversation. So you can see how, again, we're looking at just reframing to take some of the pressure off and to look at it as a more holistic perspective rather than really buying into that all or nothing like we were talking about last week, the black and white or the extreme catastrophizing and magnifying those situations. If we're looking more specifically at some of the mum anxiety that I mentioned earlier, the way that we can get around that rather than lessening it because yeah, like potentially some of these situations could happen. So what we can do is start to look at what we can actually take responsibility for to feel empowered. So say, for example, I'm worried about taking Ollie for a walk in his pram. I'm worried that I'm going to walk around that corner and a car's going to come and run into us. What I can do to start to be feeling empowered and actually confident while I'm going for that walk instead of feeling anxious and not enjoying the walk at all is instead of having two headphones in my ears while I'm listening to a podcast, I could have one headphone in so that I've got one ear that I can be fully alert and really able to be listening to the traffic that's around me. I can still be really aware. I can make a note of being more hypervigilant than I normally would and maybe checking twice before I go to cross the road instead of just once. There's lots of different things that we can be doing to start to rationalize these magnified thoughts. And so when we're noticing and when we can catch it out and realize, okay, I'm magnifying a situation that hasn't happened yet, that potentially may not happen. What can I do to help myself to feel better in this situation? How can I take responsibility for my actions here so that I feel that I am actively working towards feeling more calm? I want to feel less anxious. How can I do that in this situation? Whether it's going for a walk, whether it's driving your car, whether it's just purely getting out of the house, what is it that you can do to help yourself to feel less anxious? How can you feel more calm? How can you feel more relaxed? How can you feel more confident? So the question that you can really ask yourself with this one is, okay, I notice I feel anxious here, or I'm noticing that I'm feeling a bit worried. How can I feel less anxious? What is it specifically that I want to feel when I am going to be out doing this activity? And when you are able to answer that question, because I mean, for me, it might be, I would like to feel more calm. I would like to feel more relaxed. I want to feel more confident, but they're not the only feelings. There could be hundreds of different other feelings that come up for you that you would prefer to feel. So ask yourself that question. Instead of feeling anxious today, instead of feeling worried about this thing that I'm doing, how would I prefer to feel? How do I want to feel about this thing? 
Give yourself an answer, find a feeling that you would like to be feeling. And then the next question that you can ask yourself is, what can I do to move towards that feeling? How can I take responsibility of that feeling being in my life today? What can I be taking action on? And you can see that then instead of feeling overrun and overtaken by the potential anxious feelings, the potential worry that could be coming up for you, by taking responsibility and by actually taking action on those things that you feel that you could be doing, then you're feeling a lot better about the situation. The worry, the feeling of feeling anxious is a lot lessened because you're feeling like you're doing what you can to be feeling the best you can in this situation. And it doesn't mean that there's still maybe not a little bit of worry in the back of your mind. It doesn't mean that, like I said earlier, these things are definitely not going to happen or they're never going to happen. We need to be realistic. Maybe it might happen, but also maybe it might not. And if I was to buy into every single anxious thought and worry that I had recently, then I'm telling you, honestly, I would not have left the house at all in the last three or four months. So we can start to see how catastrophizing and magnifying can be quite debilitating because our anxiety Uh, anxious thoughts, sorry, and feeling anxious can really start to lead towards things like depression and feeling depressed because we can rob ourselves of certain situations of even just life's basic needs of fresh air, vitamin D, getting out in the sun, um, catching up, socializing with friends, seeing family members, um, all of those different types of things. And when we notice that we can start catching these things out. It means that, yeah, there is going to be some hard moments that maybe it feels like, oh, this is awkward or I'm worried. I'm, I'm really feeling nervous about this. But to be able to push yourself past that point and to be able to get yourself into doing those things that you really want to do can be absolutely life-changing. If you liked this episode, I would love for you to screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You guys have no idea how much that absolutely makes my day. I get such a big smile on my face. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And I hope that you have gotten something from this episode. If you want to hang out more, you can search the Nourishing Amy podcast community in Facebook and come and join our group. We're talking all things life, love, overwhelm and everything in between. You can share your funny memes, your stories, and all of the life stuff. If you would like to get in contact with me, please don't hesitate to reach out and shoot me a message on Instagram. You can find me at amy underscore Rankin. Last but not least, it really helps to support my podcast when you subscribe and leave a review on whatever app it is that you listen to this podcast on. I am just a little independent podcaster and every subscribe and review helps my podcast to be seen and heard by more people and to help more people get their sparkle back. Thank you again so much for being with me and have a fantastic day.